We're just ordinary people living ordinary lives until we see someone on TV win a $25,000 prize. Come on down. I'll play any game for 10 seconds of fame. Come on down. I'll make a deal just for that me spin the wheel. Come on down. To win a million bucks, all you need is a little luck and thorough knowledge of multiple disparate trivial subjects. All right, welcome back to an all-new episode of Come On Down, the game show podcast, hosted by me, John Baker. And me. You know me, still same old G, Jonathan Motney. Wow, that was good. Yeah. Quite elaborate setup that you had going there. Yeah, I like to take, when the spotlight is shown on me, I like to take as much time as possible before Mm -hmm. it moves on to a different subject. Okay. And that's how you make the most of the spotlight. Gotcha, that makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, today we've got a whole new game show to talk about. It's a whole new week. It's a whole new world. Uh, I guess probably last week, hours after we recorded our episode, Mm -hmm. we learned... Had a falling out. Oh, yes. Mm. But... We're back. Yes, tangentially, Mm -hmm. we learned that we lost a real one. Uh, oh, somebody who we've talked about on this podcast before as being a, just a damn funny hoot and a hollow. game show host, mm-hmm. the original host of one versus 100, one of the earliest game shows we talked about on this show. Oh, I thought we were talking about Betty White. Oh, uh, well, I was talking about Bob Saget, right? Um, he went to go get, uh, to the great getting hit in the nuts with wiffle balls in the sky. Yeah. Where uh, just all heaven is just a whole bunch of children assaulting adults. It's just America's funniest home videos for eternity. <laughs> yeah, Bob Saget died. That was sad. Mhm. Too too young. And it was, you know, we talked about uh he he was one of the big people that was, you know, out in the forefront after Norm died earlier last year. And now he's dead also. Comedians just don't have great uh, lifespans. Well, Betty White, though, has a wonderful lifespan. She made Had. it to 99.9. <laughs> yeah. She made it to the day before People Magazine put out the issue celebrating her 100th birthday. <laughs> which is also a bummer. So it also ties into Alan Ludden, her husband who she's now joined in the great beyond the great game game show host in the sky now is she Um, also an afv is is heaven afv for her as well heaven is password plus for her oh so so what happens if you weren't on a game show in in your hell so if you weren't on or had hosted a game show right you go to hell right and heaven is just a recreation of the game show you were on correct and so, what religion is this? So also, if you are Jason Biggs, it's kind of a 50-50 there. Because Ooh. Cherry's Wild is... Uh, a commercial game show. Is already hell. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah, people be dying out there. Mm-hmm. Betty White. She died a few days before. We could have talked about her last week, but we wanted to save it up until there was a couple more deaths that we could we like lumber, to, lumber in with. We bulk death. 
Yeah, exactly. It it would be if we every week we came on here and we told you about who died. Ooh, I like that. Oh, I was gonna say that'd be a pretty depressing game show. Yeah, but that'd be a, oh a game show. Yeah, uh, for sure. Podcast. No, that'd be good because we would have to do <laughs> research just, into a person who's okay. not famous. What if we just change this podcast to? It's called the Obits, and every week we just talk about people around the world who died that week. Yeah, who was like the it. most significant person that week who died? Right, and that or, yeah, I like that. Or we just read obituaries word for word verbatim. Um, for 30 minutes. I mean, we could still, we could have a five minute segment of this where we just look up the most significant person to die that week every <laughs> has week. nothing to do with, has nothing game, to do with shows. game shows. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's, it's just, just an homage sure to their anyway. life and to make sure that they're yeah. represented in some form of, uh, forever medium. Yeah. I saw, um, well, my wife said to me today, mm. she said, I love you. No, rarely. Okay. Um, she said they they think they found out uh, who betrayed Anne Frank's family. Was it Hitler? Nazis. <laughs> right? Yeah. The Nazis. I don't know. Well, I said, I'm glad we'll finally be able to bring that person to justice. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking 90 years later. Well, who was it? I don't know. I didn't ask. Maybe they're not uh, releasing the information yet. Do to uh victim confidentiality concerns you know sometimes mm. they're like we have a suspect in this murder but we're not going to tell you who it is yet yeah we know how they did the murder but we're not going to tell just you just to terrify because... the suspect in co- to, to coming forward yeah exactly so so they're just waiting for a dead person to come forward to come forward <laughs> and be like all right i betrayed Anne frank honestly i thought her diary was kind of fucking boring <laughs> so hold on he Found the diary, right. read it, uh-huh. and said this person deserves to get found out by the Nazis. Yeah. Wow. Not interesting. Maybe, I bet, you know, I bet it was. It was a kid from present day who created a time machine who hates having to read the diary of Anne Frank in, in school. Goes into the past, betrays her, hopes that... But that makes the diary more famous and more likely to be Hey, it was, it was a sixth grade kid. He didn't <laughs> think stupid. out his plan very well. <laughs> what an idiot. You know, I... Uh, I read uh, recently Mel Brooks said that Nazis can be funny. Sure. But the Holocaust can't be funny. How do you feel about that? Well, if Nazis can be funny and Nazis did the Holocaust, ipso facto, the transitive property. That's what I was, I don't know. Then, you know, who knows? I don't know anything funny about it. And the books that I've read you know, are horrifying, but right. Not a lot of jokes in Jewish people are funny by Ellie Wiesel. Here's the thing to say the Holocaust isn't funny. There were a whole bunch of Jewish people in there and you're saying what every single Jewish person isn't funny within the Holocaust. You're telling me one guy (laughs) wasn't like this. I'm going to make jokes for somebody. That was where stand-up comedy was invented. (laughs) Actually out of horrible, horrible Uh Holocaust. It sounds like a kid's book. Horrible, horrible 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 Holocaust. (laughs) It makes it very clear. It's not like, uh, who was it? There was like a teacher in South Lake, Texas, or Mm -hmm. somewhere like that, that said, um, we didn't want to have books about the Holocaust in the libraries because we want to make sure that both sides are represented. We want to, both opinions are valid. Who's the other side? 
I don't know, the no Holocaust side or the Holocaust good side. I don't know. It feels like that's about, uh, well, we want to represent both sides. So Ted Bundy was a good guy. Here's some books about what a great guy he was. Yeah. All by Ted Bundy. <laughs> Uh, you know, Hitler should have been king of the world. <laughs> and then here's some books presenting the other side. And you can determine which one you like better. Wow. Uh, yeah. So speaking of um, the cojones that it takes to come up with a statement like that. Yeah. God, I love tying shit together just seamlessly. Mm-hmm. Today we're going to be talking about Golden Balls. Uh, the game show. Oh, well, were we? Yes. <laughs> God, what a zing by me. Um, yeah, there's a game show called Golden Balls. And that's the name of a game show, in it, case you were unaware. That's exactly what it sounds like. And uh, every guy pulls his <laughs> pants down. Whoever has the most golden balls wins the exactly. game. You got to dip them into melted, boiling hot gold. Right. And whoever can take it the longest. Whoever, whoever casts the best balls. Yeah. Because if it just melts your balls off, you lose the game. Right. Uh, all right. So before we hop in, we appear to have some sort of commercial, mm-hmm. some advertisement, another paid sponsor. All right. I'm going to hop in here. Everything you, everything I say after this point is going to be the ad just to be clear. Yeah. This is not representative of my personal opinions or I don't know what it mine. says in here. Nor I mine. Clear. This is Nor not mine. representative. This, Nor is, mine. this is the ad copy. Just a couple minutes ago, your dog Bo jumped on me when you let me in. Whoa. I know we've taken him to manners classes, but he just doesn't listen i hear you my brother same with my dog boomer i wish there was a way to have a perfectly trained dog there is our sponsor today doggone perfect offers perfect pets how the heck do they do it just visit any of their nationwide stores to pick out your perfect companion but how do they make such perfect pets they tried to train animals but were always met with some sort of resistance so they performed a very logical pivot and surgically attached floppy ears and pet hair to human bodies. Mm. Humans are much easier to train, and that's how they can guarantee totally submissive pets that always listen to commands or else they get the hose again. So the doggone perfect pets are humans? Not anymore. Each volunteer renounced their homo sapien existence so that doggone can legally claim they sell pets. They didn't want to get into a situation like Pringles... How they have to say they sell potato crisps. Mm, Very cool. Our listeners will receive savings that will make you say bow wow with 20% off a checkout. Doggone perfect is what you'll say when you purchase a hybrid hue pet from us. Hmm. You know, I was reading the other day about, I guess this is like common knowledge to like science people. Okay. But you know, um, you know, Neanderthals, you know, I say, you, you, you Neanderthal, that guy's a real Neanderthal. Yeah. Um, I found out that Neanderthals and like humans mm-hmm. are different things. Like I thought it was like Neanderthals were like early humans, you know? Right. Like back of the, when we were cave people or whatever. So Neanderthals are like how we say human or uh, monkeys were early humans. Kind of. They existed at the same time. There were Neanderthals and humans at the same time. Really? And sometimes they fucked. And that's and how we became... Like, so they there's like a certain percentage in like, depending on the person or the region or things like that, that have like more Neanderthal genes in them and things like that. Hmm. So if we would have, if humans would have just not fucked Neanderthals, we would be so much further in existence and, um, yeah, but our foreheads would be smaller and we wouldn't be able to fit as much brain in there or something. Humans had smaller brains? I don't know. 
Neanderthals had longer arms. They like went to their knees. I would love longer arms. You could reach so much stuff. Yeah. Think about your shot blocking ability. Yeah, it'd be like you you would be able there would be the <laughs> the NBA would just be a whole bunch of huge dudes <laughs> and then like five foot seven guys with just giant wings. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I don't know why I brought that up. Oh, because we're talking about human about pets. Cool. <laughs> Almost like <laughs> yeah. No, they're called doggone perfect. Yes. All right. So today, as we mentioned, we're going to be talking about a game called Golden Balls. Mm. The first note in my notes says super British. So, so British. <laughs> and you can tell British. right away because they have British accents. That, yeah, that was my first clue. And they're very cordial. Very, very cordial. I'll put it this way. The name of the host Jasper Carrot. <laughs> what was the other one, though, from last week? Benedict Humber- Humbercatch? <laughs> no, that's the actor. Right. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. Oh, the guy who, who hosted uh, Small Fortune over Hubert? there? Hubert. Dermot O'Leary. Oh, that's... Okay, that was more yeah, Irish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, Jasper Carrot hosted Golden Balls. Mm-hmm. And I found out... By the way, it's like, it's like, wow, Jasper Carrot, that's a fucking... That's an English dude I've yeah, ever heard. Right. But though his real name is like Bob Martin or something like Jasper that. Jasper Lettuce. <laughs> yeah. His name he, is Bob? He's like Robert Martin or something like that. What a weird stage name. And but what if that's a normal Jasper British? Carrot. What if that's a normal British stage well, name? Well, because too many people, they, they're like, oh, Robert Martin? Well, who's that American guy? And he was like, no, 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 no. Uh, Jasper Carrot. Yeah. He wanted to make sure people knew that he was British. And the thing about this game... There's a lot of interesting stuff about this game, is what I'll say. There's been a lot of interesting study of this game by scientists and things like that. Really? Yes. Um, they didn't watch the first seven minutes and turn it off because it was boring as shit? <laughs> however, however, this is also a game show that for the normal like format of this podcast, mm-hmm. it's going to suck. Right. Uh, because it's very hard to explain, wouldn't you think? No. You know? Oh, kind of i mean the the overall premise is easy you pick golden balls you don't right. pick the killer balls but right. yes there's i so because the thing is it feels like if this was a um like you know you've been to like game nights with your friends mm. where you play board games you guys have game nights what 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 no i meant like um the you know the movie game night oh yeah yeah so you're choosing a you're choosing a game and like, oh, only three of the six people have played this game before, mm-hmm. and they're like, other people are like, oh, what's that game? How does that game work? And you go, okay, well, and then you like explain it, and then you're and then they're like, um, I don't know, and you're like, well, let's just play around, and and you'll you'll understand you'll it, it as you play, you'll get it. This is that's this game show, which I don't like when hosts do that. When they're like, well, you'll figure it out. It's like, no, no, no. You're just guaranteeing yourself a win is what you're doing. <laughs> you're Explain right to me now. the fucking game and you're then we'll play. right now. Yeah. So this game show, it aired in the UK, if you couldn't tell. Jasper. Uh, by the Jasper Carrot. From June 2007 to December 2009. For 323 episodes. Oh, my gosh. A lot of episodes. It was a, like a daytime show um, for a little over two years. It was pretty easy to film. Here, strangers, argue about who has the better balls. Correct. Okay. Correct. So, spoiler alert, that's what the game is. So, there are four contestants per episode. 
over, and they're all British. Every single one. They're all British is one thing I noticed about them. And the way the game works is there are 100 randomly shuffled golden balls with different amounts of money in them. Okay. Uh, and each person gets like 10 to 15, nope, right? Nope, hold on. And those amounts go up to 75,000 pounds. Mm-hmm. The highest ball, golden ball, is 75,000 pounds. The lowest is probably like 100 or something like that. Okay. And they're all shuffled up, and they randomly shoot out 12 of these balls. Okay. And then they add in four killer balls, mm. which are basically just zero. Or it's like when a girl has a hookup in college or something and comes mm-hmm. back to a roommate, and she's like, how was it? And she goes, killer yeah, balls. Killer balls. <laughs> killer balls. Um. Yeah, or a guy, because it's 2022. Yeah, that's fine. I just didn't know if you thought it was and didn't <laughs> want, want to make any implications for our audiences <laughs> out there, because it gets better. And uh, so there's four killer balls and 12 money balls all shuffled up together. Mm-hmm. And then they randomly dispense to each person four balls. Mm. Um, they've got little pedestals in front of them, each person, um, two in front and two in back. Mm-hmm. They obviously put their four balls on those pedestals. And then what they do is one by one, they reveal to everybody what is inside the front two balls awesome. that they have. Yep. Um, so they say, Ooh, I've got a killer ball here and I've got, 4,500 pounds in this one, um, et cetera. It goes around to until all four people have revealed their front two balls. Mm-hmm. So at this point, again, we know that there are four killer balls in here overall. Sure. At this point, a certain amount of them may or may not have been revealed. It's never four. Because it's random. It's never all four. It could be. You never know. No. Um, but... At this point, everybody then looks at, privately, their back two balls. What do you mean? That's just so funny. Look at your back (laughs) balls. Look at your back two balls. Everybody privately, without disclosing to anybody else, looks at their back two balls. The goal here being, everybody is going to vote to eliminate one person after this. Mm -hmm. Um, And when that person is eliminated... All of their balls are eliminated with them. Yeah. And that is what is building up the money pot for the winners at the end of the show. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically, you probably don't want to eliminate somebody if they've got 20,000 pounds worth of money in their balls. No, you need that ball money. Because you want those balls. You You want their balls. So what people will do is look at their balls and lie about maybe the value of the money that they've got back Mm -hmm. in their back balls. Or the size. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Lie about whether they might have a killer ball or not. Mm. I've got one killer ball. (laughs) I've got got a killer ball. It's perfectly (laughs) sized. This was never going to go well. Um, You chose it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, to be fair, I did... Because of the social science aspect. I did put in um, uh, platinum penis. 
but you passed on that. <laughs> That's next show. week. We'll do that next week. <laughs> Everybody take out your platinum penises. Yeah. So what this then leads to is the segment where they just yell at each other no, for five minutes. False. This is leads to the segment where four British people very politely <laughs> say, there was an episode I watched where the guy said, my back balls are real low. You should just get rid of me. What? Kicked himself out. No. To be fair, it was the second round. He lied in the first round. So he was like, I already know you're going to kick me out. But he was like, I just want to let you know when oh, you kick the, me out, they, you're only eliminating small right. rounds. Gotcha. Um, they do bicker, yes. But yeah. it's like British people, if this was an American game show, people would be throwing weapons and fighting. And it would be yeah. just so much better. Because they're like, they're like, all right, this ball here. It's a 5,000 pound. Right. This one's a 14,000. You don't want to eliminate me. Right. right. Okay. But right. she has Look, to... She she looks like she's lying. She looks... She only has one killer ball showing. You have none. You're telling me, statistically, you don't have a single killer, killer ball. Killer ball? <laughs> and it it is literally like several minutes of them... Debating and discussing. And Jasper's just chilling on the side. Who, yeah. Who's got the killer balls? Who's got what amounts of money and things like that? And Who's lied about and, it? And sometimes, kind of to your point, people will, if they've got lower amounts, will say, you know, I've only got 1,500 back here, but I'm being honest with you about that. And I'll be honest with you the whole rest of this game. Yeah. Because trust is what this whole game is inevitably based on. And so they're saying, mm. you can trust me. I'm being honest. So you should, we should eliminate one of these people because they're not as trustworthy as me. And which doesn't play to somebody's favor is the symmetry of their face because there have been so many studies that come out saying people that have more of a symmetrical face or are guess better looking are more deemed more trustworthy. Right. So usually they eliminate just the the fugliest person right off the bat. That makes sense. Or like I saw one where one guy his two upfront balls were both killer balls. Oh, that sucks. Um so they're like you're and gone. And so he was like this one is 22,000. Oh, he had to lie. And yeah. then by the way that one was also a killer ball. So he had 3. Dang. <laughs> he had three Did they eliminate him? Balls. They eliminated oh, him. Nice. Yeah. They all voted for him. Um So yeah, they they vote for who to eliminate. Their balls go into the bin. Um in that case it was 3 killer balls. So those 3 killer balls are now eliminated from the total pot. That's dope. Which is another reason that you want to try and eliminate who has the killer balls aside from the fact that they're worth zero mm -hmm. is you want those eliminated because the balls that are remaining are recycled into the future rounds. Right. And at the very end, you want to have a ball pit that is full of the largest <laughs> golden balls. Exactly. So you eliminate the one person and then what they do um, is they take the 12 remaining balls. Mm. They add in two new random cash balls. Okay. And one additional killer ball. So, I mean, if things went really crazy, you could have eliminated all four killer balls in the first round if one person got dealt all four of them. And that would be crazy. That would be crazy. So, you always have a minimum of one killer ball in the second round. 15 balls total at this point. And so now each person has five. So, they still have two on the front row and three on the back row. Yes. And But then it otherwise plays out... 
um, exactly the, exact the same, same as the first round. Aside from they've got three balls in the back, so they've got additional lying room now. But you know, like we eliminated a person that didn't have any killer balls, so we know there are five killer balls out of these fifteen balls now. Or we eliminated three of the killer balls, so we know that there's only two killer balls. So you're trying to like do the calculus in your head, especially with only three people. Like, okay, if I've got two killer balls that I can see, I know that there's three more out there, whatever it is. So you're trying to figure out, again, you're trying to eliminate as many killer balls as possible and the lowest value as possible at the same time. Yeah, and if you lied in the first round, you might as well just kiss your ass goodbye. Because this this because you have to was, reveal them after the votes are done. You either yeah, it's so dumb. Like if you had to, because like what do you what do you do if you have a killer ball? You need to stay in, so you have to lie to stay in to right. win the game. But then people don't trust you for the next round. It doesn't matter what you have the next round. You're getting you're getting kicked off. You're a proven liar at this. Exactly. Point. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a little tricky. It's a little tricky. Uh, so again, the same thing happens. They little argue and bicker with each other for four minutes. Very politely. Very, very British-like. And then one person is eliminated. And again, all of their balls go into the bin. So again, the key here is like if somebody's got a 15,000-pound ball or something. 15,000-pound ball, which you can tell they have it because it is so fucking heavy. <laughs> their pants are so saggy. <laughs> you, you don't want to eliminate them because then you can't win that money. Right. And the point is to win as many pounds as possible. As many pounds as you can. So obviously we're now down to two people. There are um, 10 balls left. There are five balls each. And then, of course, they go ahead and throw in one more killer ball because they're haters. Yeah. Because they're haters. You have to keep it interesting because that is literally the only interesting part of this show is avoid (laughs) the killer balls. Everything else is British people... Being nice and and this show sucks. Okay. Well, let's get to that later. Okay. Um. So there are eleven balls at this point. At least one of them is a killer ball. Obviously, uh, probably more. It's very unlikely that uh, they've eliminated every other killer ball. No up way. To this point. No way. So there's always at least one killer ball, and there are uh, ten other balls that may contain some killer balls and the remaining cash balls as well. They put them all out in a random order on a table between the two final contestants. And based on whoever had, whoever brought the most money in their balls to the final, yeah. gets first pick of this bin or win round. Bin or win. Called. Bin or win. And basically, uh, they at random, the, fir- the person with the most money picks first, they pick a ball to bin. There's no way this is that random. There's got to be some sort of strategy in the end. No, 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 totally random. Right. They're just picking a random ball. Completely at random. Okay. They pick a ball. They reveal what's in. This is a ball that's going to be binned. So hopefully this is a killer killer ball. Uh, So they pick it up. If it's not a killer ball, hopefully it's a low number. Because if it's a big number, that sucks. That's going in the bin. Yeah, you just binned 15,000 pounds, you fucking idiot. You moron. You picked wrong. And then that, that person picks a second ball that is going into the final prize pool Mm -hmm. if it's the first round and there are killer balls still available it's not bad for the very first one you put it up there to be a killer because if you put a killer up there at any other point in time yeah it takes the current total that is up there and divides it by 10 
Oh, it's not half? No, it's divided by 10. <laughs> so if your first ball is 7,000, your second ball is 8,000, and your third ball is a killer, that 15,000 turns into 1,500. Ooh. Yeah, that's rough. So you want to bin the, you, the killer ball. You really want to bin the killer or get it as the first one up there because then there's div- divide by zero, you know? Right. It's still zero. So that is the key that's that's where the killer balls are real killers of all the things that are different between the uk and america i'm surprised they use the same math that we do (laughs) yeah 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 divide by 10 is the same (laughs) and adding is the same (laughs) yeah that's stupid to me oh yeah they should have their own do your own math we claim this one we claim the ultimate universal language of math math and you can do math that's how you communicate with aliens via math because they had to use math to do spaceships and stuff. You know how pissed you would be if somebody was just sending you X plus seven equals five? <laughs> I'd be like, fuck this. God, fuck this species. It. I don't want to do a math problem. Can't they play Wordle like a normal person? Dude, I cr- the third option I guessed, I got it. Today? Uh, Yesterday. Yesterday. I, what happened is I played yesterday. and oh, I haven't played today yet. It was tangy. Oh, that was two days ago. Okay. Yeah. And then I and then it said next next uh, next thing in in twenty four hours. And I said this game sucks. <laughs> I want to keep never playing. playing right I'm now. never playing this game again. Wow. Well, it's like who you got because you, what do you think you, you think you're a crossword puzzle because you're yes, not. That's what they think. You're not because there's only a certain amount of words and the game would end too fast. Maybe there's only a certain amount of oh, five letter words. Five. Everything's five letters. So then switch it up. Hey, golden balls, switch it up. Whoa. I'm tired of your boring ass premise. Okay. Sorry. So bin or win, they alternate. Then so the per, as we said, the person with the most money goes first, bins and wins, and then the next person does the same thing. Mm-hmm. Back and forth. Um until you know they've each gone twice. There are four balls binned, four balls wind. And three balls remaining. Mm-hmm. And the, so the first person now uh, bins one more and then chooses one more to win. And then there's one more just like left over at yeah. the end. So I guess that's a bin also. It's a bin. The last one's a bin. Um, so now they've got their total prize money up Great. there. And the show's over. No. The total prize money, it can be three pounds, which I've seen. Yeah. It can be, you know, hundreds of thousands as well. Mm. If you're lucky and how's it hundreds? Of, oh, because there's a 75 is the biggest one. Okay, so you, 20, you could have like a 75 and a 50 and okay. a whatever. In theory, so now what they do is the split or steal, and basically this. Part of the show is the only reason I wanted to do this. It's the show. most interesting part. It's the only reason I wanted to do this show. Because each of them has two golden balls in front of them. Right. One inside of it says split, one inside of it says steal. Mm-hmm. And they take the total prize money, whatever, let's say it's 30,000 pounds. Yeah. And they now have a discussion and they lie to each other and say, I'm going to split if you choose split. Yeah. Because what happens is if they both choose split, they each get 50% of the money. Right. If one of them chooses split and one of them chooses steal, the person who chose steal gets 100% of the money. Yeah. 
But if they both choose steel, neither of them gets a cent. Right. So so we have 50,000 pounds between us. Mm-hmm. Um, split or steel on three. One, two, three. Steel. Split, you fucker. You <laughs> motherfucker. And that's why you always <laughs> steal, baby. So that's the game. That's the main part of the game right there. They discuss what they want to do. Then they each choose their ball, and then they simultaneously reveal whether they've chosen a split or a steal. Mm-hmm. And that determines the winner or winners or losers yeah. of the game. And this is definitely the most interesting part. This is the part that I talked about that has really been studied a lot by social psychologists and evolutionary biologists and all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is obviously the most dramatic, most interesting part of the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is a version of The Prisoner's Dilemma, mm. which is a famous uh, kind of psychological experiment, I guess. Or Was it the one that Leonardo it. DiCaprio was in? Are you thinking of Shutter Island? And that is different. That is different. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, so The Prisoner's Dilemma basically states that um, let's say you and I mm-hmm. are pulled over in a car and right. the car is stolen. Right. And so we're each arrested for being in this stolen car. Okay. And the police determined that the owner of that car was murdered. Okay. So they believe that obviously since we had the stolen car, we murdered the guy. Sure. So we're each, you know, in isolation being questioned by the police. Yes. And they say to each of us separately, um, you know, we know you stole this car. Uh, you're going to get three years in jail mm-hmm. for, for stealing this car. We've got sure. you on that. Yeah. Uh, but we also know that you murdered this guy. I didn't. But if you tell us that it was your friend sure. who murdered the guy, yeah. then we'll only give you one year for okay. stealing the car. Okay. So, basically, um, each person individually has to choose. And if both of them flip on the other, then they're both going to go to jail for life or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. If Wait, you said three years. Well, for the murder, I mean. Oh. Um, Then they're both going to go to jail for a long time for the murder. Mm -hmm. If only one of them flips and one of them stays silent, then the one that flipped is going to only get a year. And the other one is going to get 25 years for murder or whatever. Uh, And if neither of them flip, then they'll both get three years. Yeah. So that's what's the prisoner's dilemma. Whether in isolation, like the greater good would be neither of them saying anything and then they each get three years. Well, the greater good is nobody murdering anybody. Well, I don't mean like for society. I just mean for the two of them. Got it. Um, and if, because if you flip and the other person flips, you're both fucked. Yeah. So it's no hoping. Okay. If I just shut up, hopefully they'll also realize that shutting up is the better thing here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something that's been studied for years and years by social psychologists and things like that. And that's basically what this is more or less, uh, a version of this is easily avoidable. 
and I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos about this. Oh, yeah? I like to watch interrogation videos because okay. they're so fascinating. Gotcha. Lawyer. Especially, yes, there are lawyer videos, um, but they essentially all say the same thing. Mm -hmm. And this is from the lawyers. This is from the who, whomever is Never doing the say voiceover. Anything. You do not talk to police Never officers say because anything. police officers are not here to help you. No. Police officers are here to solve a case. They do not care who takes the blame if they are innocent. Well, I mean, generally, yes, they usually care who's innocent, but they they want a conviction to they need solve to close it. the case. They need to close the case. And also, if cops or detectives can get you to sing in an interrogation room, that looks amazing on their record and they are more likely to become promoted. Like, especially if you can get a record deal from your singing, then they get, they get a cut of it. Right. And, and you can, that's honestly, actually how Sia got her. First, <laughs> like, she murdered somebody, but she sang in the interrogation room. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought you meant Sia was the detective. And I just was <laughs> oh. thinking of her in a detective <laughs> with that hair, with the hair blocking her face. <laughs> I know you did it. Nobody could see her eyes, dude. It's terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, so, but yes, don't talk to the police. That's our our advice for you is don't if you're you know, the suspect of a crime or a person of interest, do not talk okay, ever. This I know what I would do. I want to ask you what you would do. Okay. And this is just hypothetical. Okay. Okay. So you are at Bro, Bro Cabin Trip, which we were doing in February, mid-February. Okay, sure. You come back like a cabin trip with our bros, is yes, what that is. It just could be with anybody, exactly. Sure. You come back and Erica's dead. She's been murdered. My wife. My wife. Cop, you call the cops. They all get out here. Right. And they are very um, empathetic towards the situation. They're mm -hmm. helping you. They're tr and they're just trying to, they want to solve this case for you. Right. They start to ask you some, this isn't a formal interrogation. Right, this is right. just, hey, where were you? Uh -huh. Were you guys getting a fight recently? What do you do? Um, I think early on with like very basic factual stuff, mm -hmm. um, I would be cooperative, but once I got the sense that I was being questioned or being viewed as suspicious, you are, in you always way, are statistically, you were the one who sure, killed her. Sure. Um, and I, I would request a lawyer because yeah. You can't be convicted for requesting a lawyer. No. Um, but the problem is, is even if I am innocent, which I am, I love you. Erica. I'm the one that made this scenario. Yes. So I'll let you know if you're innocent at the oh, end or Oh, shit. Not. So especially when I am innocent, mm -hmm. um, if, if it's like uh, at any point, basically, this is, this is how they fuck you. If they say, oh, so... Where where have you been? And I said, Oh, I was in Oklahoma at a cabin with my friends. Right. And they say, Oh, when did you leave? And I say, uh, Friday at one. And they're like, Do you and, mind if we get your cell phone just to Right. And if they look that? at and they see that I actually left at one thirty five or something like that, they're like, That's thirty five minutes that he lied about, that he's not accounted for, mm -hmm. that he could have committed the murder. And juries are like, Oh yeah, the husband does always do it. <laughs> And then I'm fucking in jail because I just said a time off the top of my head that was slightly wrong. Right. I mean, it's got to be so easy to be a lawyer and you're you're trying to get a conviction for uh, against 
a husband who has uh, has his love interest murdered because you're just mm-hmm. like, hey guys, husbands always did it. You know that. <laughs> That's the I don't really need statement. to. I don't need to say anything else. Do Come I? on. Come on. Uh, my situation is a little different than yours. I immediately lawyer up. So you find her dead, and the first person you call is a lawyer. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> no, I clearly call nine one one, and then the second a cop asks me a question, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm gonna need to any information that you need from me, you can come from my lawyer. Yeah, I don't trust it. I've watched right. too many YouTube videos. But now they're gonna think you're more suspicious. Oh right? no, I totally, and that's that's <laughs> right. the trade off I'm yeah. I'm willing to make though. Yeah, I would rather the cops be like, this guy's suspicious than. Like in your situation, one right. small misstep yeah. from what you said and you're fucked. Exactly. So that's the real prisoner's dilemma there. What happens when you kill your wife? What's the best <laughs> way to get out of it? <laughs> Lawyer. Lawyer. Lawyer up. up. Yeah. Yeah. And like even if the cops like, why is her blood all over your hands? And, wh- and I was trying why, to why are you holding a knife? And you're like, I need a lawyer. I was trying to cut her wind box open so she could breathe. <laughs> you know, you see people do that with like a pen. They I don't know if the, that works. Does that they work? They take the ink out and they... <laughs> Right into the throat. I don't know what I was watching, but I think about it all the time because it was just such a funny scene. And it was uh, a realistic, you know, live action sitcom or whatever. Sure. And the person does that and it starts squirting blood everywhere. <laughs> and there's an actual medic on the scene. He's like, that's not how you do it. What are you doing? She's like, I've seen it in career. I've seen it in movies. It's like you would think it's right here. But like, how deep do you need to go? I don't know. Life's life's mysteries. I don't think we'll ever know. (laughs) We'll never know. Um, Yeah. So there has been a lot of study on this. Obviously, the discussion about the prisoner's dilemma. Um, It's been studied. 53% of all people choose split. So 47% choose steal. 53% Mm -hmm. choose split. So, So you have awesome odds to steal. You got almost fifty percent over. That's better than uh, blackjack odds. Oh, because you're saying fifty three percent. Yeah, split. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the breakdown has been done on like studying who chose split, who chose steal, things like that. So demographic and age. And, yeah, exactly. Ooh, okay. So people are less likely to split to choose split if the other person has voted against them in one of the earlier rounds. Sure, yeah. So, like, if I'm like, I think we should vote Motney off, and you don't get voted off, and it's me and you in the final, then you're going to steal because you're bitter. You have broken. You're a little little baby bitch, and you don't think logically. You just think with your little emotions, and you're hurt. You're you're hurt that I was mean to you earlier. Or here what happens is you, being the person that tried to vote them off, feels remorse and decides to split, and you steal. And guess what? You have now stolen 40 pounds, hopefully. But if it's more than that, it's (laughs) a larger Who knows? Um, So talking about the demographics yeah can i guess you tell you bring it up and i'll guess okay um younger men are younger they, are, are they more likely to split or steal shit younger men probably steal younger men are more likely to steal yeah than younger women are mm-hmm. however older men are more likely to split than older women are because at that point, older the women they're, have become they're smart beaten to them. Down. <laughs> yeah, the men they're are still, beaten down by that. They're point. still yeah. <laughs> well, women like 
they, they think that men are honest and trustworthy early on, and it takes them a couple decades to realize that the younger men are always going to steal. <laughs> and by the time that they're willing to fight back, men, men get well, men get like softer in their age. They get like less. Uh, they well, because their testosterone they get more, goes. They get more cooperative in general yeah, with age because they don't have they don't have golden balls anymore. They have fucking little yeah, brass baby exactly, balls. Exactly. Exactly. Um, physical contact hmm. is correlated with being less likely to split. So, like, if you reach out and like shake, like, let's shake on it. I swear, I will uh-huh. split. Less likely? You're less likely to actually split. Huh. People who touch the other person, make physical contact, are less likely to split with them. I thought we liked like physical connection and that, that that's why they're they're psychopaths. They're manipulating you. Interesting. Uh, people who initiate with "I want to split." are more likely to split. Okay. Um, Because there is a lot of lying going on, but those people are more likely to split. The show has been criticized uh, for something I just alluded to by some people uh, for, quote, celebrating characteristics of psychopathy. (laughs) I mean, come on. That's a stretch. Because you've got to manipulate people and lie to their face in order to gain the greatest advantage in this game. Yeah. So some, you don't have to. Some people are critical of 90% it. 90% of the people on that show are pretty honest. You got to be manipulative. Sometimes. You really want to win. And there is one very famous uh, scene that I saw before I knew anything about this game mm-hmm. that led me to want to do this game. Mm. There were two contestants in the final, 30,000 um, pounds. A guy named Nick and a guy named Ibrahim. Uh-oh, young guys? Uh, both middle-aged men. Okay, so they're getting a little bit soft. Yeah. So they start, and so they say, "All right, you've got. You can discuss now what you want to do." They start out with discussing, and Nick says, "Okay, I want to let you know right now, I'm 100% going to steal. I'm going to steal. I just want you to know right now, I'm 100% going to steal. But I promise you that after the end of the show." I will give you 50% of the money. But I'm letting wow. you know right now. I'm letting you know right now, absolutely 100%, I am going to choose steel. I don't trust and, that guy at all. And Ibrahim was like, what, what, then why don't, we, why don't we just split it? And he's like, no, I'm not going to split it. I'm going to steal. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to steal. So if you choose steel, we get nothing. There's a 0% chance of you getting any money. However, if you choose split and I choose steel, I promise you I'm going to split this with you. So even if I am... Even if you think I'm lying, there is a chance that I am being honest with you and you can get some money because if you choose steel, you are getting zero dollars guaranteed. The only way you can get money is if you choose split right now. Yeah, fuck that. I steal that. And I take us both down together. So he, he, they, this went on for like three or four minutes uh-huh. and they both chose split. What? It was his way of. Oh. Confirming convince, con, of split. convincing him okay. that if you choose steel, I'm also choosing steel, so you're going to get zero dollars. Your only chance is choosing split and trusting yeah, me. I guess. And that's... so he chose split, and he was like, "Why didn't you just say that in the first place?" He's like, "Because I can fucking trust you to choose split, otherwise." But if he did such a good job of convincing that guy, why didn't he just steal and take it all? Because he wanted to split. He was a good guy. <sighs> that's. I would have stolen it. And I would have still done what he did and be like, dude, I swear I'll split it with you. I swear. And then not. Just, you, yeah, of course not. That's of not binding. Of course not. <laughs> not. <laughs> There's 
no, well, and so Jasper Crowley or whatever, um, Jasper, Jasper Carrot, uh, pops in and he's like, just to just to let you know, that is not binding what he's saying. Like, God, he, I'll be like, Jasper, shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> he, he can keep it if he wants to. Jasper, I'll give you half. Take back what you said and I'll give him half. Wow, that's, yeah. I guess, yeah, that's a good strategy if you want to be a little baby and split it. Jasper Crowley uh, is the name I just threw out because it's what my wife calls the basketball player Jay Crowder because she can never remember his name. <laughs> just think clam, Cha- clam chowder. Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder. So the smallest win ever on the show was three pounds sixty five split between the two of them. Three pounds six. Where did the sixty? Because like the divide by tens. Oh, from the killer balls. Got it. So it was three sixty five, and they split it. So they each got like one eighty two or something. What a waste! I'd be like, just donate it. Yeah. I said, well, I saw one where it was like the same. It was like four pounds or something like that. And one person chose split and the other person chose steal. And the guy who chose split was like, okay. <laughs> the, okay, so such a tiny... What do you do when you go to jury duty and they say, "Here's, do you want your $8 check or do you want to donate it? I've never been to jury duty. I fucking take that money every time. <laughs> you, Yeah, you send me that $8 dick. check in the mail. Government for making me sit here forever. Is it $8 a day? Is that what it is? Something like yeah, that? I think it's something around there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the biggest win ever was 100,105 pounds. Mm. And I, somewhat ironically, I guess, was it was on a special episode where it was every four or all four contestants were people that had previously been one of the two finalists Ooh. and had the prize stolen from them. Oh, no. So... Please this, tell me it was stolen at the end. Yes, the woman at the Course. end stole it. Yeah. She won 100,105 pounds. Wow. The biggest win ever on the show. Um, yeah, so that's the show. It, there's there's a lot that goes into the final decision making. The rest of it is a little less interesting per your point. Of course it is. Because um, it's just really figuring out how we get to this final thing. I mean, at least there's a little bit of strategy in the first two rounds. The third round is just pick a random ball. Yeah, exactly. And I will say this show's cheap as fuck. That's what I'm going to say. That's my criticism of it. You know, I could tell it was cheap as fuck. The balls looked cheap. They're not real gold. Nope. I mean, the fact that there's a hundred balls and the biggest one is... 75,000 and you only get in total so you get 12 of those in the first round and then two more so 14 of those total so the odds of you having a one as big as 75,000 so small are very small in there in the first place then not eliminating it by thinking a person is lying about mm-hmm. having it and then Picking it as one of the five out of the 11 at the end and not having a killer ball after it that divides the prize by 10 and yep. gets you down to three pounds 65. Yep. Like they're the prize pools are not very big. Hardly ever. Like I watched one episode where it was like amazing that the prize pool was like 32,000 pounds. It was like, oh, my God. And they both chose steel. So nobody won anything. And they kept saying. A life-changing 75,000 pounds. 
Do you think All these that is life changing? Um, for some people. Whom? N- Who? Not me. Um, Privileged motherfucker. Thank you. As a white cis male, I don't give a fuck about 75,000 pounds. But I, I mean, I think for some people, like if you've got debt, um, you know, I think yes. that that can certainly help or get, completely get you out of debt, you know, especially, you know, if, if you if you can't afford a car and you can get a car and then that can get you to more places where you opens up more accessibility to jobs and things like that for you. You can work an even shittier job than what you have now. Well, if it pays more, though. So, I mean, it can be a life-changing sum. I would say for a great deal of people, it is not. But And likely the type of person that is going to spend their time auditioning for game shows, it is not going to be a life-changing sum because that person, their life is probably pretty good if they can take the time out of their day to go audition for game shows. Well, I'm thinking they're a poor actor. So that in that case, it would That's be like possible. Yeah. But so I think for some people it can, I, but it's not like 500,000 or something like that. That's what I'm saying. Say that's, like, oh, life wow, changing. that's life changing. Yeah. That's I guess you you're buy right. A, you can straight up buy a house with that. You're right. 75,000 is life changing depending on the individual, which I feel like is a smaller uh, grouping of our population. But like 500,000 could change anybody's life. Yeah. Unless you're in the top 1% right. and you're not on a game show if you're top 1%. Right. But yeah, the things I am most critical of mm-hmm. this show in general were... So while they were all um, in rounds 1 and 2, when they're privately looking at their balls, we go around and we see each of them you know, sneaking a peek at what it is. And while they're doing that, we get a little picture-in-picture picture of that person in the corner saying something and it's supposed to be like the some little bit of banter uh, like they're talking to camera like i came here to steal all the time i'm definitely going to steal yeah. and like stuff like that but it's always like clearly scripted also they yeah. they're like they're reading like maybe i'm sure maybe they came up with it themselves but now they're having to say the thing that they want to say and it's very stilted and uncomfortable and totally unnecessary, yeah. if you ask me. But you get that in both of the rounds as the person is like looking at the thing. They're like, I'm a kindergarten teacher and I just want to use this money to help my kids or whatever right. it is. Right. So that was weird. I thought a little uncomfortable. Why don't we just have like Jasper Carrot telling some jokes? He's I would the love carrot to top some, of England. Some dry ass British jokes. Exactly. What were your opinions on the game? Uh, you shouldn't have to show your back row of balls if you are in the if first If you survive. Round. If you survive. If you are eliminated, show us your balls. I don't care. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't I don't think... Because that, that person is immediately kicked off the next round. You've lost yeah. all credibility. Uh, the randomness of the last round, like I said, was quite boring because there was nothing going on. There's no strategy at all. Right. They try and drag it out. Like, which it's, one do you want to pick? Do you have a, Do you have a, Do you have any feelings about any of these? That's like, exactly what the fuck does that mean? Do you have any feelings about these? And you're like, this one is fine. I don't know. I don't have any feelings because that's not a fucking thing. It's random. Uh, yeah, feelings aren't a thing. Nobody has feelings. <laughs> I mean, like psychic feelings. The only feelings Ooh, the I have. Energy off like this golden ball feels balls. good. <laughs> the energy feels good. I desperately want to go to a psychic, but I also can't bring myself to spend money on something so dumb. 
Why do you cool. desperately want to go? Just to experience it or because you think they might actually provide some sort of insight? To experience it. Okay. And then also sometimes you just need someone to tell you something to manifest it. Oh. You just have to believe it, you know? Okay. Like this is a life-changing medicine and it's like it's placebo, but you've survived cancer. So was wow. it, did you really need the medicine the whole time? Damn. That's how 90% of people survive brain cancer. Wow, really? Placebos? <laughs> They just give them magic beans. The survival rate of brain cancer is about a healthy 11%. So it's not. Okay. Yeah. But all 11 of those percent believed. <laughs> That's right. It's like they Peter Pan believed that they were eating a feast and worked. Yeah. Well, that was like in, uh, in Norm MacDonald's book, uh, his non-memoir. He described uh, a make-a-wish child who was just riddled with cancer that uh, his wish was to spend a day with Norm MacDonald. Be- and and he thought it was because he, he wanted to, you know, spend a day at Saturday Night Live with him. But it was because uh, Norm, he knew Norm had a Canadian citizenship. So he could get him into Canada to uh, club a baby seal because the one thing he wanted to do was club <laughs> a baby seal. And after... Uh, draining the blood from a baby seal, mm-hmm. the child recovered from cancer. That's amazing. Survived. And that's amazing. Yeah. And 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 clap, clap, clap to you, Norm MacDonald. I hope you're doing well. Ended up getting hit by a bus and died. The, the kid, kid okay. Norm MacDonald, ended up getting the trans the cancer transferred to the kid from the kid to Norm, and he's dead from that now. Okay. Also. Got so it. Yeah, how would you, suck if you were a dementor and you were sucking people's souls and it was like, oh, got, this one had fucking cancer and shit. COVID and um, what'd you say? What? How would I make it better? Yeah, how would you make it better? Number one, easy, easy, easy adjustment. Okay. Do it with Americans. <laughs> okay. I want to see two liberals and two conservatives. Um, no, a conservative, a liberal, and independent, and that's it because those are the only political parties we have. <laughs> <laughs> and an see, anarchist. And an oh, that's a good one. He just wants yeah. to see the world burn. Uh-huh. Um, or she. And uh, number two, or any of the other genders. Right. Mm-hmm. Cut out the overtalk. Uh, it, it got too. It's always sunny in Philadelphia when the four of them were yelling at each other. They at the, the after this five minutes of bickering, Jasper does take a little bit of control and says, here, let's hear from you. Let's hear from right. you, too. And I think it should be that you've got 30 seconds to plead your case. Yeah. You've got 30 seconds to plead your case. Exactly. I think that'd be more entertaining, I guess, because I couldn't hear what they were saying because they were speaking in non-American. Yeah. I think each one of them should have a heartbeat monitor that shows on a screen. Ooh, um, so it's like a lie detector? Because, you know, sometimes people like that, that just get nervous, get uh-huh. nervous yeah, yeah. and it looks like they're lying. Sure, I do. When we first started this, the reason I always have this water right here. Yeah. Is because when we first started doing this, when I uh, am nervous, mm-hmm. like my mouth dries up. Okay. And so my I would get Don't because my mouth was all that. dried up. Uh-huh. So I needed water. That's good. That's a fact. I'm just letting you know. Yeah. Um, I think that each round they should use the MIB memory eraser. So that they don't remember what happened in the one person round. could lie, and so they don't know who chance. lied last round. Exactly. Okay, yeah. Um, and wh- why do you split? It's always a steal, baby. <laughs> it's always a steal. Why split? Always steal. Yeah. <laughs> what right. were your what were yours? Um, real gold. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's how much this fucking game sucked. He had his dick real, so deep. I want real gold. Real gold. Okay. I, and I want the balls to be of the value in gold that they are Ooh. claiming to be. That'd be kind of interesting. Like I want this to be seventy-five thousand pounds of gold. And on top of opening them and look at them, has to you have to hold it up for a second. So yeah, and like you have to like pretend like, oh, it's so heavy. I like that. Right. That'd be fun. But like the real heavy ones, though, it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's so light. It's not a problem at all. It's nothing. It's a killer ball. And the killer balls shock you if you touch them. Whoa. Ow. Owie. Yeah. Americans. Uh, I don't. The thing was, you normally, and we've talked about like Americans like over dramatize, and like we talked about that with the uh, small fortune, how it was more lighthearted in yeah. British version. This was pretty over dramatized, and this was this was all a British show. Well, because they knew what they were working with, which was nothing, and I couldn't understand them because they were talking all British. Yeah, we watched um the tragedy of Macbeth the other night, mm-hmm. which is like. Macbeth, but a movie. Great. And I'd never seen any of Macbeth before. Mm-hmm. I'd never read Macbeth before. I knew that it was about a guy named Macbeth and it was Scottish. And it was tragic. And it was tragic. But let me tell you, that was fucking hard to follow because I did not know what they were saying. Is that the one where like he is trying to not get in a duel? And then he ends up getting stabbed by his dad or something. No. I'm thinking Oedipus Rex and something else. Mm, yeah, Oedipus, he uh, kills his dad. On accident. And fucks his mom. On accident, he doesn't know. Yeah, but hot. Stabs his eyes out. Yeah, no. Macbeth is like a, a witch tells him that he's going to be king. And I'm out. And that his... And I have checked out. And that his friend is... His sons are going to be a long line of kings. Mm-hmm. And she, like, predicts, like, he's going to be the lord of something else. Or the... I don't remember what word they use. It's But it basically means, like, lord or whatever. Okay. And so then, like, the next day, he's named, like, the lord of that thing. And he's like, holy shit, this witch was right. Oh, How does she know? it's almost like going to a psychic... Right. Helped him manifest <laughs> exactly. the lordship. And so then he's like, wow, she was right about this. So I am going to be king. So I should kill the king so that I'm king. <laughs> okay. Well, she's like, whoa. <laughs> so he kills the king. So he becomes king. Okay. And then he's like, wait, she also said that my friend's sons were going to be a long line of kings. So that would mean they are going to kill me or something. Mm. So I need to kill my friend and his son, his little boy. Jesus. So that that won't come true. And so he gets, you know, kind of an egomaniacal a little bit. And she's trying to kill people left and right. And I mean, honestly, it's the witch's fault. Well, uh, he he kills his friend, but the little boy gets away and then he gets killed. So Macbeth? Macbeth, he dead. Because he's a bad king. He's yeah. He's most of his kingship was based on murdering people, so that he could be king. Yeah, we didn't really get to see much of, uh, you know, his his uh, policies. <laughs> I don't really know, yeah. like maybe where it was a he good thing that he got killed. To be honest, on universal health care uh-huh. or student loans or anything like that. <laughs> All we saw was just who he was going to murder next. You know what's exciting? Hmm. After this podcast later today, yeah. 
I'm paying off all my student loans. Really? Mm-hmm. In like one big lump sum or just like your final monthly payment? Uh, a big-ish lump sum. Wow, you're fucking rich. Would you go to a life-changing amount of money on Golden Balls? <laughs> 75000 Here's what I do. Are you familiar with the OnlyFans? Uh-huh. So I dip my balls in gold. <laughs> Holy shit. And I just kind of flop them around. And that has helped me pay for student I loans. I can see people liking that. Yep. All right. That has been Golden Balls. Um, you can see more golden balls at onlyfans.com slash, slash muttdog69. Uh-huh. Yeah, my uh, early 2000s Xbox <laughs> username. And uh, we'll see you with another game show that hopefully has a less suggestive name. Platinum Pussies. <laughs> Next week. Please dig into your platinum pussy and let us know what the what the total is for your, for your prize. That was and- good. Yeah. <laughs>